0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As Jesus traveled from town to town and city to city, great multitudes of people followed him. Think about that for a moment. Huge crowds of people stopped whatever they were doing just to go see, go hear, or follow Jesus around their area. Sometimes multitudes followed him for so long that Jesus fed them out of compassion. Sometimes Jesus had to send them away. Luke tells us that at least occasionally, the large groups were too many to count. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus stops and turns and addresses the multitude, and what he tells them is one of the most challenging teachings we will ever have to wrestle with. So let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 14, and study Count the Cost. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for your grace and mercy, for the instruction, for the information you provide us through your Word. Help us to remember these are your words not words about you, but words from you, and therefore they're authoritative, and we need to hear them and submit to them. Guide us in this study and give us understanding. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 14, beginning in verse 25, we read, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In our modern church culture, it seems that so many preachers and teachers, so many churches, are trying to communicate God's word or the gospel or the teaching that they're perpetuating simply for the purpose of drawing a crowd. A lot of people will do almost anything to fill the pews or to fill the offering plates. And Jesus goes against that kind of thing. Jesus literally puts challenging teachings in front of these individuals who are flocking to hear him and see him. And it seems as though he's trying to make it difficult for them to follow. He tells them they need to count the cost. Listen to these words. The multitudes are following him, and he turns and he says to them, if anyone comes to me, if anyone wants to be my disciple, if anyone wants to follow me, and he does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. If that's the message we took to the world, many people would not even darken our doors. The idea of putting hatred in the same phrase with Jesus is ludicrous to so many people. So what is Jesus saying here in this challenging teaching? What is he trying to communicate to these multitudes? When he says, if you don't hate your father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, and your own life also, is he talking that we need to have a venomous hatred toward these people who are supposed to be the closest in our lives, the most meaningful to us? How do we reconcile what Jesus says here with honor your father and mother, or love your neighbor as yourself, or serve one another, whoever is least will become greatest in the kingdom. How do we reconcile this? Well, honestly, it's fairly simple. What Jesus is literally saying here is, he is to be solely the most important, the most significant person in a disciple's life. If we have to choose between father and mother, wife or children, brothers, sisters— Or even our own life, Jesus is always chosen over all of these things. We don't put Jesus aside to love our parents or our wife or children. Now, what do we do? Well, quite clearly, it's only through following Jesus fully, completely. It's only through putting Jesus first and foremost in our lives, almost only in our lives that we can adequately love and relate to those people around us. It's only when we receive the forgiveness of sin and the instruction of Jesus Christ, the work of the indwelling Holy Spirit, yielding ourselves to God's Word, it's only through that kind of faithfulness and loyalty will I know what loving my father and mother means. Will I know how to be a husband or how to be a father or a brother to someone else? it's only through this kind of devotion. And Jesus is telling them, listen, don't think you can follow me for a little while and go back to your lives and and then follow me a little more and go back to your lives. Jesus says, you need to follow me with a singular mindset. He goes on in verse 27, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. Literally, whoever does not take up this instrument of death, this instrument of the execution in Rome, and follow me, can't be my disciple. If you're not willing to suffer, if you're not willing to die for me, you cannot be my disciple. That's a far cry from this idea that all we need to do is pray a prayer, or get dipped in some water, or be a member of a church, and we're saved. That's not the message of Jesus. And contrary to some individuals who think that Jesus is only talking to Jews, this is the teaching of the whole New Testament to Jews and to Gentiles. This idea of loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first and greatest commandment. And how do you love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Again, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And just place him as one among many different individuals or things that we're devoted to. We're to worship God alone, not worship our parents. We're to worship God alone and not our wife and children. We serve those around us as servants of the most holy God. We serve them in obedience to God. And what they want, what they desire, what they compel us to do, never trumps what God calls us to do and to be. We follow Him. Everyone in our lives needs to know, if we have to choose between them and God, God always wins. Notice Jesus' reasoning here quickly. In verse 28, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation... And is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or, verse 31, What king going to make war against another king does not first sit down and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who is coming against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, In the same way as the builder or the king going to war, whoever does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. What Jesus is saying here is we need to count the cost. What is the cost of following Jesus? The cost in following Jesus is to die to ourselves, die to all of the worldly things around us, and serve the Lord Jesus, surrender ourselves to the Lord Jesus, not just primarily, but exclusively. And then when we rise up, when we have new life in Christ in this world, that new life is guided, is influenced by Jesus Christ alone, and he guides our priorities, our values, etc. The individuals who think you can have a little bit of the world and a little bit of Jesus are wrong. The individuals who think, There's a place of compromise here. They're wrong. If anyone has this notion that God doesn't want all from us, they're wrong. And Jesus clearly says that in this passage. We need to wrestle with this. We need to examine our lives, our choices, our values, our priorities, how we spend our time, our talents, our treasures. We need to weigh all of this under this microscope of Have I Surrendered All to Follow Jesus. There's a wonderful hymn that we often sing, and at least in Baptist churches. All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all. The truth is, most of us can't sing that song honestly. We need to sing that song if we're to do it honestly by saying, Some to Jesus I surrender, some to him I freely give. I will sometimes love and trust him, sometimes in his presence live. That would be honest for most of us. We need to think about this. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for these probing, challenging, authoritative words. Help us hear what Jesus intends us to hear. Help us to hear what you intend us to hear. And then, by grace and mercy, through the gift of your faith and Holy Spirit, help us to surrender, having counted the cost and realizing this pearl of great price is worth selling everything to possess. Help us to be like Paul who says, that I consider everything that I suffer in this world to not even compare to the glory of what awaits us in heaven. Help us to see these truths, to follow you single-mindedly. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.